Good afternoon, Paul here. And now, flouncing into view on our dodgy Zoom connection is that gadabout, come ragamuffin. Yes, it's my friend, that well-known whiskerando. It's the bewhiskered Hugh Edwards. Good afternoon, Hugh. Good afternoon. I didn't flounce. I never flounce anywhere. I'm prepared to deal with whiskerando or even... Well, my ragamuffin gad about, but mate, I don't flam. <laughs> I think you used to. When you were younger, I'm sure you were a flouncer. Oh, I probably did. I'm too big to flounce now. I mean, I know I'm losing weight, but I'm not at the flouncing level yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> OK. Uh, on today's show, we have our subject of the week is Devon, which will be very exciting, I'm sure. Uh, you've got word of the week. Um, yes, I'm I sure. Have. have you got poems? I have one this week, unless I write another one while the show is going on, which I might, but I, oh. I do have one today. Well, one's probably, I, I could, I've got one that I could throw in at the end if we've got time. Okay. Um, did you knows? We've got some did you knows? Yes. Um, I have also got some live coverage of the demolition of the uh, Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. It was good to watch, wasn't it? It was marvellous, marvellous. But yes, that was that was last uh, Wednesday that that took place. And I've just got a little clip and uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. Uh, we're doing, Devon, have you got any, anything you'd like to tell us about this wonderful county? Well, I've got a few things. Yes, I, I'm very proud and pleased that you've chosen Devon as our theme this week, because I'm a Devon boy, as you may or may not know. I was born and brought up in Tavistock. So I haven't, I've managed to cross Dartmoor, but I haven't got any further away than that because I never could think of a reason to do so. It's such a wonderful place to live. Um, and I've got, I've got a few little things about Devon dialect. Um, my, my grandfather was a, a vet up in uh, North Devon, in Holsworthy, and uh, he, his family were a good North Devon family. So he had quite an accent and he had a few nice dialect words. So I'm going to, Go through one or two and see if you know what they mean. Okay. So, mm -hmm. do you know what the word guddle means? Guddle. Sounds guddle. like a, Is it like. It's spelled. Is it something to do with a cuddle? It's a, it's a drunken cuddle. Nope. Wrong. No. Oh, dear. Okay. It, Give up. It, it's, spelled, it's spelled like cuddle. It's G U D D L E. To guddle is to drink greedily. Uh, well, I got the drunk bit right. You did, yeah. yeah. If you've been out, if you've been out guddling late at night, then you might regret it in the morning. I think. <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> it's to guddle, guddle. So, do you want another one or two of those? Yes, yeah, good. Go on, yeah. Okay, if you if you're a bit sort of down and a bit uh, a bit you know morose or a bit sullen, you might be said to be bloggy. Bloggy. Bloggy, yeah, bloggy. Bloggy. Oh, Actually, in northern parts of the country, they have another word for this, which is Mardi. Mardi, yes, I've heard of Mardi. He's a, he's a bit Mardi today, yes. He's a bit Mardi today, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Bloggy and Mardi kind of mean the same thing. All right. They're nice words, yes. Yes. I've got a couple more of these, if you like. Go on, go on then. Uh, we'll have a couple more, and then we'll play a tune. All right. My grandfather, uh, the vet, always, he, he had a great word he used to use, and the word was directly. Directly, directly, yes, yes. Directly. Now, direct, directly, directly is a good all-purpose word because if somebody says, are you going to get on with something or are you going to do so and so and so, are you going to see somebody or other, you can say, yes, I'll do it directly. 
Now that that might mean I'll do it in a minute, or it might mean I'll do it tomorrow or next week, or at some time convenient to me, which might mean never. But I just think it's a it's, it's a lovely word to use because it kind of commits you to doing something, but doesn't tell anyone when you're going to do it. So yeah, directly. And an old woman is a ganmer. 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 Yeah. All right. And an old man is a gaffer. Gaffer. Oh yes. Gaffer. Gaffer. All right, gaffer. Yeah. Ganmer yeah. and gaffer. Enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, I've just got a, an interesting story. I thought it was interesting. On Burr Island. Are you familiar with Burr Island? Yes, it, it's got a beautiful hotel, a sort of Art Deco hotel on it. Yes, down at Bigbury on Sea. Um, yeah. And it gets cut off by the tide twice a day. Is that right? And you get a uh, look- I think so, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, anyway, objections have been raised against a plan for a statue of two real-life women pirates of the Caribbean over fears it would glamorise the violent criminals. This sounds outrageous, Hugh. I, I did read about this. I saw a picture. Yeah. Was, was, were they going to be actually on Bar- Burr Island? Is that yes. The idea? Yeah, that's it. Plans were unveiled for an art installation on Burr Island, which represents two of Britain's forgotten pirates, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. Uh, the pair were among the most notorious pirates the pirates as they wrecked havoc throughout the Caribbean during the golden age of piracy in the early 1700s. Um, subject to planning permission, uh, the sculpture will be 2.4 metres high and will sit on plinths that are um, quite, high as, quite high as well. I won't go through the measurements. Um, but some locals have registered their outrage at the proposals, questioning the lack of a local link to the island and why a monument to two criminals guilty of cruelty and thievery should be installed. Uh, Bigbury Parish Council, when they meet to discuss the scheme, voted to object to it. So what do you think? Well, I I wish I'd, you know, in in the light of um, Mrs. Bujar from that little parish council has been on Zoom, it would have been interesting to sit in on the parish council meeting, wouldn't it? It is. This is true, actually. Perhaps they should go viral. I should play I, that. Uh, play is, that. Is there a, yes. <laughs> is is there a proposal to put up a different sculpture? Um, or is it well, just they don't like that one? Well, it's a bit of both, really. Um, Michelle Knight Waite, in her objection, said the statue itself does not depict the energy of the two female pirates in any way, who dressed as men and were powerful sailors. The statue seems to be a very um, patriarchal view of two skinny women with holes cut out i really don't get it how is this in the spirit of the actual women it will be a blot on the landscape others said the tribute to the local pilchard industry or a fisherman's wife would be more appropriate which might be true um the island's owner who's giles fuchs said he thought that the eight foot tall statue on the island's rocky shoreline was a brilliant ideal and south ham's district council planners will determine the fate of the application at a later date so there you have Hugh um right there you have it pirate or pilchard you decide yeah that seems to be the choice doesn't it I think uh, I think pirates are a lot more exciting I must say I didn't know there were two famous female pirates were they from Burr Island or something well apparently not they they don't seem to have any great connection to the area no, I at think- all 
I, I think I'd feel more sympathy with that if they were if they were locals. But it, it, yeah, that seems slightly slightly far fetched to me. Yeah, obviously we're nowhere near Bear Island, but we could object anyway. Yeah, we, we could. We, shall, we, shall we do that? We'll get all our listeners to object <laughs> to this plan. We'll I can with... see that having a massive effect. Yeah. Yes, I can. I so can. I. Thank you, Paul. I, I've got three. I mean, we've already talked about one of my words of the week, which was directly, because directly, it always yes. brings back memories of my mm-hmm. grandfather and uh, particularly the way he used to talk to farmers. If somebody would ring up wanting him to come out and see a sick cow or horse or goat or raccoon or whatever they were keeping up on Exmoor, he would, he would invariably say, yep, yeah, I'll be there directly. <laughs> and I think he usually got out as quick as he could. So I've got another one. Uh, now this is a word I, I just came across in the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary, and it's prothalamion. Prothalamion. Well, that's, that's easy for you to say. Prothalamion. Well, I took three goes. <laughs> prothalamion. Prothalamion. Well, I, I guess that's how you say it. And uh, I, do you know what it is? Um, it's something to do with lamb. Nope. No, <laughs> I didn't think it was. Good try. It's a song in celebration of a marriage. So oh, when people get married and sing a song for them, that's what it's called. It's a proper lamion. I suppose that's how you say it. Uh, its origins could be traced back to a Greek word meaning upon the bridal chamber. So if you sing a song at a wedding, um, that's what it is. You're going to sing a proper lamion. So there, think of that. But you've got two more words of the week. Well, I've, I've got one more, because we've done directly, we've done prothalamion. Now, my oh, yeah. word of the week, actually, is the opposite of, you know, if you're overwhelmed by something, it means it's just too much you to comprehend, or it's just magnificent, or... Yes. You, you know what I mean, you, you're overwhelmed oh, yeah. with emotion or excitement, or whatever it is. Yes. Well, the opposite of that, which is my word of the week, is underwhelmed. <laughs> I think it's a lovely word. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it's to express your disappointment um it means to if, if somebody's underperformed or failed to impress you completely you might say that you are underwhelmed it is a word i used to use in my previous life as a teacher actually quite a lot um you might be underwhelmed by somebody's behavior or even yes. their mathematical expertise or something do you think it's so, a good description yeah. of this show well, you're underwhelmed by it, or it's yeah, underwhelming. Yeah, yeah underwhelming, yeah. yes. No, sometimes, sometimes we're overwhelming. Overwhelming, yes. I was going yes. to say that. I think that's more my emotion, generally. Yes. I feel right. overwhelmed. But anyway, my word of the week is underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Word of the week. Okay, we, we're back after Word of the Week, and I've got a, a few little, uh, a list of some words and sayings used in North Devon. Now, we've already covered some North Devon dialects earlier, and this was contained in the glossary in a local history by um, E.J. Cotsford. Are you familiar with E.J.? Oh, E.J., yeah, EJ. nice to hear about him again. Okay, well, I've got some words here. i just see if you... Uh, get my own back now. Um, have you any idea which um, angle which means? If I Ang- angle which, yeah, you're a bit angle which. Oh, I don't know. You're leaning over, upside down. 
It's a fidgety child or quick moving creature. An angle witch. Great word. Yeah. How about an apple drain? Do you know what an apple drain is? Uh, I think it's a wasp. It is a wasp, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise known as a jasper. Jasper, yeah. Yeah. How about if I if I said I'm a chucked? I'm a chucked. I wouldn't believe you. No, it would mean you would you would immediately go and get me a glass of water because I'm thirsty. Thirsty. Thirsty, yeah. Uh, what, what else have we got here? Um, do you know what a jibber is? A jibber. Jibber. We've got a bit of a hold up. Because a jibber. <laughs> it's a horse that won't go. Won't go where? Anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and here's something. That, <laughs> this is something to this. Horse. The slow horse, yeah. This is something that would describe us. Um, we're maize as a brush. Maize. Well, it means crazy, doesn't it? Or, or um, yeah, yeah, it's unbalanced. Yeah, being silly. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I'll just give you one more. Actually, this could describe you. Some on some Saturday nights, we got the sheer bell here. We got the sheer bell. Do you know what the sheer bell is? How do you spell that, Paul? Um, S H E E R E Bell. Sheer Bell. Sheer Bell. No, never heard that one. Okay. Well, you know, like when you're calling with your band. Yeah. Well, this is a band playing with pots and pans. That's pretty much what my band sounds like. <laughs> I didn't want to say a word. Sheer Bell. Sheer Bell. All right. So that does that describe their sound? I guess so. Yeah, hmm. or, or what they're doing. I guess. I guess it's what they're right. doing. Yeah. Sheer bell. Yeah. Sheer bell. And I'll just one one just to to finish because I think this. Um, now, if your shoes are tidden vitty, do you know what that is? Ah, uh, vitty means suitable. I think. Um, Something like that. They're too small or they're too big or very tid and vitty. They're ill fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think vitty means means suitable or appropriate or, or something like that. Yeah. So if it's tid and vitty, then it's inappropriate or doesn't fit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ill fitting. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. Well, did you knows now on Country Connections? Now, Hugh, did you know? that a cornflake in the shape of Illinois sold on eBay for $1,350. Or for one cornflake? Yeah. Yeah. In 2000, <laughs> 2008, two of Virginian sisters found a cornflake that was shaped like the state of Illinois and sold it on eBay. Uh, Monty Kerr, the owner of a trivia website from Austin, Texas, was the buyer. He explained that he wanted the special piece of cereal for his traveling museum. We're starting a collection of pop culture and Americana items, he told the press. We thought this was a fantastic one. Well, I beg to disagree. I, I think that's utterly ludicrous. <laughs> Do you? I'm Another going, Texan. What is I'm, it with these people in Texas? I don't know. I'm going to go and get my box of cornflakes out now, see if I can see some of the shape of Devon. Yeah, but there'll be hundreds of them. You'll have to look at every single one to see if it's even remotely the shape of Devon. 
Yeah, but I could get loads, couldn't I? I might come across Cornwall. Well, you might come across all sorts of things, but... <laughs> the British Isles. Yeah, so are you going to do that? Yeah, no, yeah. See ya. I mean, <laughs> I suppose, you know, you. you I, I guess you can do that with a cornflake. You can't do that with, you know, Rice Krispies, can you? Because they're all pretty much the same, I suppose. Or Shreddies, because they're all square. Yeah. Or Weetabix. Are there any square? Are there shape. any square countries, though? You know, what shaped like a shreddy? Yeah, <laughs> square <laughs> countries. No, is it? Is no, I don't think so. I mean, the Vatican. Is the Vatican square? Is the Vatican square? Yeah, is the Vatican square? Maybe the Vatican square is Saint Peter's square. Is yeah, squares aren't always square, though, are they? Okay, all right. Should we move on? <laughs> I was just getting going. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so that was all about an Illinois-shaped cornflake. Right. Yeah. It's, right. It's a highbrow show, this. It certainly is. Well, bearing that in mind, did you know that the human brain is 78% water? Mm. Or in my case, probably 98% water, I should think. <laughs> I can hear something sloshing about. Only when I waggle my yeah, head. head. Yes. I yeah, did so you, you didn't? No. no. Apparently not. I don't know what the rest of it is, mind you. Mm. I Expunge. suppose it's made up of, new <laughs> <laughs> made up of neurons and electrons and all sorts of other things. But 78% water. So actually... That's, your, your head is probably quite heavy. Yes. I expect. So if, if it was removed from you, it'd probably be quite heavy to carry about. It's mostly water. Yeah, I think it, in comparison, to it is the heaviest part of your body, isn't it, for size compared to... By size. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it could be. could be. There was a story on, on, the, on the radio this morning about a guy, you know you can measure your body mass index or something by comparing your height with your weight. Yes. And I think people are being called for um, vaccinations, coronavirus vaccinations, if they are overweight because they're more vulnerable to catch you. Anyway, this guy somewhere in the UK was called and told he had a body mass index of 48,000. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally, body mass index of 40 is considered overweight. So he was naturally a bit concerned about this. And it, it turned out that um, somebody misread his height and he, he put his height on some chart or other as, as six foot two inches. That's, that's how tall he was. But it had come over as 6.2 centimetres. So, <laughs> so he put his weight at whatever it was, I don't know, 15 stone or, you know, 100 kilograms, whatever. Excuse me. Height at 6.2 centimetres, which meant he was very, very short. Really, really short, but very, very big. So he had a BMI of 28,000. So he went along for his vaccination and he had it done. That did explain that, you know, maybe they got it slightly wrong. Why was I talking about that? I don't know. Oh, I know, because I do know it's because because we're talking about how heavy your head might be. <laughs> yeah. Your brain is mostly water. Oh, I think mine's turning to steam. <laughs> I think maybe might... that's why they say you have, you know, when you get across, you have steam coming out of your ears. Yes. And you have because your brain is water. And water on the brain. That's right. Mm. So, there we are. Anyway, did you know that one quarter of all your bones are located in your feet? Goodness oh, me. Yes, there are... Well, you've, twi- got, 
26 bones in each foot. That's 52 altogether. Yeah. And there's 206 total bones in your whole body. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? That does sound crazy. I suppose but, it's all your toes must have several. Yeah, but I mean, your feet support your weight and allows you to jump, run and climb. Well, climb is well, about all I do now. And those bones and joints also allow your feet to absorb and release energy efficiently. It's one of the reasons humans can outrun any other animal in an endurance race. Oh, that's an interesting concept. Any other animal? Yeah. So if you had a an endurance race, we could outrun. Yeah. So let's let's get the race together. We've got a, an elephant, a goose, <laughs> and a and a hamster. Raccoon. Oh, a raccoon. Yeah. And you know, right? We're off on an endurance, which I assume is twenty six miles. We could outrun them, apparently. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even well, the goose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a goose would fly, wouldn't it? If yeah. it any sense. So, all right, okay. I, I I know it's true that that even animals that can run very fast, like cheetahs, can't run very fast or very far. No. Um, I wonder about. Of course, it's running. We we did speak about sharks, didn't we? Last we did. Week? Yes, last week. Which yeah. Can swim at over forty miles an hour, but but probably not for very long. Oh, that's really interesting. So we, right. So any, we can outrun in a, in a long distance race, any other animal. Yeah. Anything. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I'm pleased to hear it. I'm yes, not going to so. test it out, but I'm <laughs> pleased to hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is another animal based. Did you know this is about birds? And I think I probably knew this, but I've never reflected on it with you before. Birds can't chew. They rely on gravity to, uh, to feed. And that must be yes. true, mustn't it? Because yeah. birds don't have teeth, they have beaks. And you know, if you see a cormorant or a kingfisher or something fishing, it always holds its neck up. Yes. So that the fish will slide down its throat into its tummy. So birds can't chew. And even little birds can't chew. They peck and swallow. Well, they don't know. I don't know if they swallow, they put their heads up and rely on gravity to feed food down into their insides. So there, birds can't chew. Birds can't chew. Mm. No, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. But did you know, did you know, Hugh, that someone tried to sell New Zealand on eBay? Oh, did it look like Illinois or a cornflake? It wasn't a cornflake. No, I know they have sold some odd things. That um, somebody tried to sell a grilled cheese sandwich once um, with the face of the Virgin Mary. Um, oh, right. Somebody tried to sell um, Jim, Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. Um, but the strangest thing is, a man from Brisbane, Australia, tried to sell New Zealand off on eBay. The listing described the country as the dodgiest American Cup win whenever and said it has very ordinary weather despite those selling points a ridiculous auction gained a ton of interest the starting bid was one cent and after six thousand hits and 22 bids the selling price for new zealand climbed all the way to three thousand um, dollars eventually ebay caught wind of the auction and pulled it from the site clearly new zealand is not for sale they said well, that's that's encouraging, especially if you live in New Zealand, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Well, it's not so daft, is it? Because, you know, Donald Trump wanted to buy Greenland, didn't he? 
He did. That's true. Yes. Got got very upset when when the Danes wouldn't sell it to him. I think he can't. He was supposed to be going there on a visit, and he cancelled it because they wouldn't they wouldn't sell him Greenland. Yeah, but he wanted so, to drink disinfectant as well. So, well, I know. I suppose the point I'm making is that the sort of buying and selling of countries is not is is not. <laughs> It's not straightforward, well, is it? Well, it's not. It may seem misguided, but it but it's not unique to this guy who put New Zealand on eBay. But yeah, well, a shame he didn't manage it. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't have a cornflake the shape of New Zealand. That would have made a real. <laughs> well, let's winner. keep looking. Keep yeah. looking. You yeah. see, I now in my kitchen. This is slightly diverting from the point, but in my kitchen, I've now got two full packets of cornflake, wow. which I bought before I went on my porridge-based breakfast eat thing. So I could go through the whole lot and see if I can find a weirdly shaped cornflake. Oh, I mean, we're desperately trying to raise money for Torbay Hospital Radio, so if you could find something. Yeah. How many cornflakes do you reckon there are in a big packet? Hang on. What's going on? Oh, it's so unprofessional when people leave their phones on. I do apologise. I do apologise. It's someone I didn't want to talk to anyway. So. <laughs> Sorry. There we are. Where was I? Yeah, um, how many cornflakes do you think are on a big packet? What, about a thousand, do you think? Hmm, I think it's more than that. Okay. I'll but, try. I'll, I'll have a look. I'll report back to you next week. I've got nothing else yeah. to do. Right. How many cornflakes in a packet? If, I mean, if you could find something, you know, the, the shape of Florida, I think that must be a winner. Florida is quite long and thin, isn't it? Yeah. So, do we want something? How about Texas? Oh, Texas. They'd buy it, Texas. wouldn't they? That, that <laughs> guy, that, what was that guy's name? Monty Kerr. He'd get it for his travelling museum. Well, did you know, Paul, that the... Is it my turn? Yes, this is it. This is, it. This is our last effort on Did You Know Today. The, the Hawaiian alphabet, this is the alphabet, that whatever is the indigenous language of Hawaii, only contains 13 letters. I I did know that because I've read it before, but um, why has it only got 13 letters? Well, maybe they don't talk very much. No, maybe write not. Write very much. And I, I don't think their letters are conventional like ours are, and I think they have letters to represent sounds, if you see what I mean. So, so excuse me, I'm going to cough. <clears throat> Some of their letters um, might might actually be sort of just representing a, sound which in our alphabet would be made by more than one letter am i talking complete rubbish i've, I've no idea that what you're talking sense. about but you know you know you, you, you ex-teacher you see this is oh, trouble dear. well anyway the hawaiian alphabet only contains 13 <laughs> letters uh birds can't chew when your brain is 78 percent water yeah so I'm, I'm sure the winner today is the cornflake the shape of illinois finally hugh i've got an epilogue for us and Betty felt like her body had gotten totally out of shape. So she got her doctor's permission to join a fitness club and start exercising. She decided to take an aerobics class for seniors. After her first session, her friend Alice asked how it went. Betty said, I bent, twisted, gyrated, jumped up and down and perspired for an hour. But by the time I got my leotard on, the class was over. <laughs> Oh dear, that's cruel, isn't it? Uh, I, thought no, it was, I thought it was rather That's nice. a lovely picture. Yeah, that's very yeah. nice. Well, it's time for us to move on, go and get a cup of tea. I was only going to say we'll be back. We're coming back next week, probably. 
Anyway, we're off now. See you next time. Cheers, um. Cause they-